0: You're listening to a special report from On The Beat. It's the morning of Sunday, the 8th of October. As we go to air, volunteers at this station are scrambling to save it. Sin Media is in the middle of a marathon 24 hours of live broadcasting. It's raising awareness for an emergency fundraiser, which has $36,000 in donations so far. The station's staff and board say its future hinges on this fundraiser's success. That's because after celebrating 20 years on air, they say sin may close in just 6 weeks. This morning you'll hear from current and former volunteers, staff and board members. I've spoken to them on and off the record about when key information was learned and who made key decisions. Because for many, there is only one question. What happened?
1: When I found out that Sin was at risk of closing down, I was at Essendon Station. I just decided to open up Instagram.
2: I was on the train to uni
3: and I opened Instagram, do a bit of doom scrolling. And I saw the email come through and I was like, <gasps> And then I immediately texted everyone I know in the industry who has some sort of profile, who I think probably has money.
0: I got
4: a very panicked call from Sarah. Shout out, Sarah. And that's how I found out going, look at the Facebook group where it was posted.
5: I had it on the Tuesday when it was put on a Do Not disclose on the Facebook page. And I was very really upset about
6: it. I was in bed, which is a really great start to this answer. That initial feeling was eerily familiar it was a feeling that Sin has been in similar positions before i don't necessarily think it's been as um as much of an emergency or an sos as it is now it's never a fun feeling and i know the Sin community is amazing but there's always that part of you that goes are we actually going to be able to do it is this something that we can actually bounce back from
0: one of the first people to learn the news was Zach, a casual trainer with Sin Media Learning. It's one of the main ways Sin self generates revenue. I
7: wouldn't even say one of. As far as I know, it is Sin's primary way of making money. SML runs Sin's Schools on Air program. The format's changed over time. I actually joined Sin off the back of doing Schools on Air back in 2014. 14. They're school excursions most of the time. Schools come out, we teach them how to make radio, so it's a bit of a lecture for the students, and then they get to go into the studios and actually practice making radio. I think the the most telling thing for me, though, is when you move into the studio, the way that students' attitudes change, where a lot of the times the students who are disruptive or who don't really care will get into the studio and then they'll be like, Really shy, and all of a sudden they'll be they'll become really like meek. Suddenly, it becomes real to them of like, oh wait, I'm actually doing this. This isn't just a joke. I'm about to be in in a studio on a mic, on radio, on radio.
0: Something else getting real is SIN's finances.
8: We're living in, in really tight times and really tough times. Um, and coming out of the pandemic has, has not been easy for anyone. And SIN's no different.
0: I spoke to SIN's general manager, Ruby Smith, in May 2023.
8: I was within the SIN Media Learning program as a trainer and then was the social enterprise manager, as you mentioned. So I was working within social enterprise and not-for-profit sort of business management for a while before moving into into this current role. And I think that that's that been really key because it, it can be really easy in a not-for-profit to be focused on um, the details of the everyday running and to let the sort of financial planning fall by the wayside and when you don't have the staff it can sort of start to fall apart really quickly because there's just too many things to get done in the day. It's now become clear Sin's current model can't sustain
0: it.
6: Sin's model was built on participation so as long as young people continue to have their say that's what Sin continued to exist for.
0: That's Sin's former community manager Jake Stevens.
6: I think the challenge really is that economically SIN's model just doesn't fit where the world had gone. The changes were starting to happen behind the scenes but these are decisions that probably had to be made 12, 24, 36, 48 months earlier.
9: It became clear to us uh, closer to the start of this year that we needed to diversify our revenue streams so we've made a lot of attempts at doing that bringing in sponsorships, running a radiothon.
0: Since current community manager Laura Green was part of the launch of that radiothon in May, spearheaded by multiple general managers.
8: It's been in the works for a really long time. Our previous general manager, Evram, really kicked this all off about a year ago. I think it's been a long time coming. The efforts by our staff and our volunteers during
9: that radiothon were really incredible. Um... There's a few factors I think maybe meant that we didn't reach our goal of $50,000.
10: We didn't meet that goal um, quite significantly.
0: That's his content manager, Sally Lewis. During Radio Summer there was that thermometer in the office, a really big one.
10: Yeah, it definitely hurt a lot of people and their morale to rally and fundraise because, you know, it wasn't getting coloured in because I don't believe the consequences of like that fundraising campaign were, I guess, you know, relayed to our community hard enough Um, We went probably a bit light in the messaging, um, but as we know now, we have gone a lot heavier in the messaging this time.
9: Another factor is probably that low volunteer engagement, not being able to spread the load as much. So the volunteers that did work on it were really incredible, but maybe needed more support from their presenters
0: engagement has been a constant issue this year for SIN's programme producers.
11: We are currently in a cost-of-living crisis and it is very heavily affecting young people.
0: That's the producer of SIN's flagship international music programme New and Approved, Tammy Brooke.
11: A lot of the young people who are part of SIN are university students or they are school students and so I think that a lot of people are just taking as much time as they can to work because we need to have money to pay rent, we need to have money to just survive.
7: It's difficult because volunteers aren't that engaged at the moment.
0: Zach is also the producer of SIN's culture programme, Art Smitten.
7: So Art Smitten broadcasts 12 till 2 on Saturdays, which is the same time that SIN is running its inductions. Uh, So I see the inductions taking place. I get to meet new volunteers. And the amount of new volunteers who I meet, who I just, just never say anything ever again, they just drop off the face of the earth, is... Mm -hmm. Very interesting. I remember looking through old um, application forms. They got like 50 applicants in one season back in like 2015, I think. What's a more realistic number at the moment? Being completely candid, I got one for Artsmen this season.
9: Young people have become, I think, accustomed to a different way of working since COVID. They're also accustomed to things being cancelled regularly Mm -hmm. uh, or postponed or rescheduled. And so... I would guess that they're experiencing a lot of burnout and that makes participation in volunteer activities harder. Um, So that's my guess and what I've kind of been hearing. But there is a lot of work to do to build back the community that was so big.
0: This issue also extends to sin short-run seasonal programs.
2: Yeah, I think there's a barrier in that when you make a season, you're generally locked in for the sort of 10 weeks. And I feel like if you then aren't very prepared for that. If you don't have that all planned out, then it can be quite stressful and quite difficult. That's Max, co-producer of Fan and the Fraud. Obviously with last year, um, university planning all around that was uh, difficult at times, and this year we've taken a break. Now that Nick started with uni, that we just found it too difficult for scheduling as well. Um, But I suppose, yeah, probably the hardest thing to get back into it is... Setting aside basically ten weeks and having to do the work both in studio and um, in preparation for each week, I think it was probably the the biggest hurdle to overcome.
10: Young people are slammed for time with study, work, and just other life commitments, so their time capacity is limited. Three quarters of the way into a really hectic year, people are feeling a bit tired and a bit sluggish, which we. Completely understand, like, s- staff are the same.
0: In September, Sin faced a different programming problem.
10: So there was a, an emergency where our um, our radio tower in Mandanilong was having some difficulty picking up our signal, uh, but that got all fixed and we're back on air
9: I for now. I <laughs>
0: understand there was an impact from that incident on the emergency tape itself.
10: If anything goes wrong in the studio, we're not making our way to the radio tower we have what we call a backup CD, so that'll be triggered if there's a silence detected. And that backup CD player, having run for four consecutive days while we we're off air recently, has now... Um, has broken.
0: Tech issues aren't new for sin. I noticed just now you were trying to plug in your headphones to, to monitor your own sound. I was. And um, that, that wasn't going
7: well for you. No, it wasn't, because this one was making a ringing sound, and then that one was making a ringing sound, and then I realised... There's just a ringing sound in here. I believe it's just because of the lights. That's what Jake was saying.
8: You know, Jake ye- who left in March.
0: Yes, it's what the radiothon was supposed to fix.
8: We're also hoping to move our broadcast computer out of its current space, so our broadcaster currently sits on top of a a roof and gets blasted by the sun every summer, and that's never ideal. She's still holding on, but we'd love to get the funding to move it into a a safer, more regulated environment that we could check on more easily and that would prevent any further damage. So there's a lot of equipment costs are the first things that come up. Instead, sins found itself in deep financial
11: trouble. Pretty much before the meeting, we were getting our papers together, we were getting organised. It was going to be a big meeting discussing the upcoming AGM and just getting all of our ducks in a row for that, pretty much.
0: Tammy is also the secretary of SIN's board.
11: When I joined SIN, I didn't even know that we had a board. And I think that, yeah, a lot of people that are currently volunteers at SIN, they just don't know that there is a board that exists. We kind of exist behind a bit of a closed curtain, we kind of lurk in the shadows.
0: That's caused issues for the makeup of the board.
11: We did have an issue at the last AGM where we didn't fill the under 26 quota. We still obviously operated as a board because we had to, but because it went against the constitution. We had to contact lawyers and we tried really hard to fix the problem as best as we can. And the resolution of that was that we did find somebody who could join the board. It's just that they were elected outside of the AGM and they were given a term of one year on the board. So their term will be up at the next AGM.
0: All of this created a perfect storm.
11: We had lost a core piece of funding that we have never missed out on before, pretty much. And just trying to figure out the next steps in how to deal with that. Um, It was a very tense meeting. It was a very long meeting. There was a lot
9: brought up. It was, unfortunately, something that snowballed probably just in the last two weeks.
0: People have have lost their jobs. Mm. What was it like in that moment?
9: Yeah, um, obviously that was really devastating news to receive late last week. That is a decision made by the board and upper management, so I wasn't directly involved in that decision. However, um, I understand that it was our last resort. Um, We knew this might be a possibility if all things fell against us. um, And we put it off for as long as we possibly could. And really, I just want to thank those staff members for being incredible people. Uh, to work with and for their contribution to the station um, and for their contribution to my team.
10: Of course, for myself and two other members of staff, we have been made redundant because of the you know dire circumstances that SIN is facing. Um, the two other staff members will be wrapping up in the end of October. Myself, January, I have a little bit more time to work at SIN and make sure things will ke- uh, keep afloat before I leave um, so I'm incredibly grateful for the two years that I have had at sin I absolutely adore all of our volunteers who I actually primarily work with we have a very small um, group of staff at sin but of course working directly with about 300 volunteers I oversee a lot of people and I think that is what makes me most upset is not potentially not having sin around for those people those volunteers I can couple I could find a new job the broadcasting industry, journalism industry, music industry can't find another sin.
0: The volunteers were next to learn the news a couple of days later.
10: I
12: found out at about five PM on Tuesday afternoon, I was here at Sin preparing for an episode of the Hoist.
0: That's one of Sin's volunteer music directors, Sarah Davenport.
12: It was the first week back, so our producers, Mia and Sam, were tag teaming and being there to produce uh, each single day of the week. So that was kind of nice. I've never like I don't really often have anyone like produce the show with me. And Anika, who is currently uh, a tra- casual trainer, got an email, and I definitely saw a shift uh, when she received an email she then went on to talk to Laura our community manager in here in this classroom for about 20 minutes and came back very distressed very in tears and you know Anika is one of my really dear friends so that was really tough to see.
0: It was then time for Sarah to broadcast live on air.
12: As Anika was leaving before we went on air, uh, she was talking about how we need to do something. And first thought was put on a gig, which we're very much hoping to do um, in the coming weeks. And we're in the early stages of planning that. But also Mia and I were very frazzled throughout the broadcast. I think in trying to kind of manage our emotions while also trying to deliver it to our radio show, um, we kind of just had to channel all of our energy into not panicking and not going into crisis mode if you were listening it was not my finest presenting i very much was going off the top of my head it was pretty hectic we would go off air and i would be calling people to see if like they knew people we could uh organize events with and just sort of talk looking at the calendar and going when could we do a live broadcast like if we wanted to do something crazy to sort of gain momentum when could we do that
0: that date was set for today but first sin went public with the news
1: and i saw the like save our station post and like my heart just dropped
0: that's Viv, a former volunteer with Artsmitten.
1: The opportunities that I've that I've had, and I've been really fortunate to have, could be gone for forever. You know, and there would be, you know, people in high school, in university, whatever, you know, without access to these opportunities was just absolutely heartbreaking because, you know, this was this was something that I really value. Yeah, it's, um, again, I, if there's anything I can, you know, I'm, if anyone can donate, please do, because anything helps.
0: The board posted its first statement on the matter on Friday, a day before the broadcast. It reads, This is undoubtedly a difficult and stressful time for all of us. I understand our community will have questions for us about the circumstances we find ourselves in and what plans we have for the future of sin and you are entitled to put these questions to the board. I ask that everyone attends our annual general meeting. This is the opportunity to ask these questions in person. So you're going to the GM?
4: Uh, I intend to, yeah. I used to be on a board for another youth uh, radio station, so I do have some understanding of how that all functions, and I understand there's a lot of due diligence that needs to take place.
0: That's Louis Parkinson, one of Sin's music directors last year.
4: But at the end of the day, we're members of the organisation. The board is, actually, is responsible to us. They need to respond to us. We, as the, mem- as the members of Sin, Sin is ours. I would have appreciated something a lot sooner, saying, hey, we're having some issues, we g- be prepared for, this is what's about to take place. Earlier would have been nicer. Um, obviously, there's probably some intricacies that they haven't told us that may have affected that, um, giving them a bit of benefit of the doubt. But even at this point, even since they came out and said, hey, we are having these issues, it would have been fantastic if there was a bit more of an explanation.
3: I mean, I was on the board previously, so I know how hard it is to keep sin going.
0: That's Bray Steele, a former SIN volunteer.
3: When I was on the board, just slightly pre-pandemic into the pandemic, what I was saying when I was on the board was we need to diversify our income streams.
0: So you were saying that back in 2019?
3: Yes, but it's all, it's very easy to say these things and it's very easy to, you know, suggest them. But at the time, like we were just getting a new manager and all the staff are at capacity already. I mean, a lot of them aren't even full-time and they do so much outside of their remit. So I was saying it a while ago, but at the same time, it is really hard to get things going because you have to have, you know, expertise in sales and finding someone to leave a cushy full-time job to come to Sin in sales is really hard. So yeah, it's easier said than done, but I definitely think it's something that needs to be done.
7: Sin has always always had financial issues it's not new for sin to be financially struggling it's it's part of what makes sin sin at this point like 2015 2016 2017 financial troubles rejoin in 2020 2021 2022 2023 financial troubles it's constant but it's definitely never been like we are going to shut down bad. Even when we had the Keep Community Radio like initiative, yes, that was a we are going to shut down, but that was a community community radio is getting hit, not sin specifically is struggling. So this is different. Um, it's a lot worse. I might need to take that. Yeah, no worries. Hold on.
0: Who's ringing me? It's Nick, the president of the board. I spoke to him ahead of today's broadcast.
13: Over the past Couple of weeks, the board's been working closely with the with the general manager, monitoring grant funding and you know our our major funding bodies. We recently learned um, that a key grant that we rely on wasn't successful, and we weren't going to receive that regular that regular grant income, which which we have received. For many years now, so at, the, at our last board meeting, the general manager and the board reevaluated our position, and you know, together with our treasurer, we determined that in had a six-week runway essentially, and, and we needed to launch, you know, a snap fundraiser to try and buy us some more time to keep the station going. The board's looking at a
0: range of options.
13: Things like, unfortunately, um, reducing our staff. Yeah, down. Um, with have which has been a really difficult um, thing to do. We don't want to lose staff. Um, they give, you know, their heart and soul to this organisation. Um, but unfortunately, with this sudden loss of funding, it's really pulled the rug out from under us. Under us very quickly. And it's given us no choice. So that is a loss that we're feeling very deeply, and um, we're very sorry um, that this has happened to our to our staff, who we really appreciate
0: and we cherish. Today, volunteers, old and new, have been scrambling to raise awareness.
3: I love sin. So much. So, when I heard about Sin, I was like, I've got to help.
0: You're listening to
13: On the Beat. It's five o'clock on Saturday, the 7th of October.
3: So, we're about eight hours into the
12: broadcast now. Just about. Thank you. Thanks so, it's, so much. this is the easy part. So, I'm just feeling like I do at five o'clock on a, on a Monday, which is not that bad. What I will be feeling at 5 a.m. Is another question Whether or not we will be sleeping tonight <laughs> Great question Can't say for certain We are producing the full 24 hours <laughs> of broadcasting You'll hear it from us throughout We'll keep you updated mentally, physically, emotionally And also financially
2: It's the first time I'm on any kind of live show It's the first time I'm doing a flagship After doing my inductions and all that I just really wanted to get into actually broadcasting And yeah, being on the airwaves well, you've picked a great time for it. Six weeks left on the air. That's Connor,
0: who joined Tamy for New and Approved. How did your first show go tonight, keeping in mind that your co-presenters are right here?
2: <laughs> uh, it went well. Um, it's scary and chaotic, but, you know, you get the... I, I got the hang of it. It was, yeah, fun. It was just, like, you're kind of locked into a groove.
5: Yeah, it's been really fun, actually. Um, it's been quite... Intense, I would say.
0: That's easy. On air for four hours out of this twenty-four hour broadcast.
5: I mean, I've been on air with people I know and people who are really good friends of mine. So it was just—it's been kind of chatty, kind of fun, a little bit of chaos. But I feel like that's kind of the same way anyway.
0: But this broadcast hasn't been without issues. <laughs> I'm so
12: delirious. Oh, this half hour has been so much Amplify, We're going. So hard. They were making songs, they were making music. I was eating my bullet days. I left thirteen hours in. And then I was like, I wonder how much we're on.
0: But the donation page went down shortly after ten PM.
12: So then I cry a little bit. I call, give now. Nothing happens. Volunteer's gonna be arriving any minute. Thank you for calling me. Give now. I am calling uh, on behalf of SIN Media. We are currently doing a live broadcast to fundraise, so this is not the best of timing. Let me get a text from Kathy. Timestamp, 10.52. Hi, Kathy from GiveNow here. We note your calls and I've asked the tech team to investigate why the site is down and fix ASAP. Never happened like this before. So working as fast as possible to resolve. To sincerest apologies. And I was like, oh, okay. And everyone was like, Sarah, breathe. We'll look after it, whatever.
5: A bit stressful, but we sort of worked around it by getting people to try to upload videos onto Instagram and stuff, talking about what sin means to them. And yeah, we we were looking for, at Sarah for advice, who was also quite stressed about the whole thing. And then I'm like, wait, guys, we are back online.
12: I was... <laughs> she
0: made a
12: donation. <laughs> we are back online. I was able to successfully complete a donation to Sin's and Serious apologies, Kathy.
0: How much did she donate? <laughs> <laughs>
12: <Video> Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, if you're listening right now. Uh, <coughs>
0: This fundraiser is a short-term fix Laura is looking beyond it
9: we've been working really hard in the background on our strategic planning for the next three years so we'll be looking at the ways we can implement those strategies that does help guide what we do it's in the other thing is really listening to our leadership team from this year they have stood by us incredibly strongly and taking on their feedback and restructuring things a little so that we can deliver on more professional development opportunities and we can support them better into the next year.
0: And as you've heard, the board is recruiting. So we're really looking now to
13: harness the mobilisation of the community and the fact that the volunteers have really stepped up. My term as president will be ending. I won't be able to nominate for the role again because... Under Sin's Constitution, the President must be under twenty six at the time of elections. It's really difficult um, for me personally to to have to step down at a time when there's so much turbulence. Um, that is quite tricky um, to sort of grapple with. it's 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 bad timing across the board. We're looking to harness that that motivation and that interest level in as an organization to reach out to the young people in our volunteer base who want to have a say in how this in how the organization
0: Progresses from here on. The next AGM is set to be very well attended. Really,
13: what I want
4: to see is an explanation from the board of here's what we have been doing, here's how we got into this position, and here are the steps that we are taking to try and get us out of this position beyond just the fundraising because that is a short-term solution. We're not like triple R or PBS. We have a smaller audience and an audience which I'm generalizing but I'm gonna say has less disposable income. I doubt that we're gonna long term be able to rely on that. We need those grants. So I want to know what they're applying for. I want to know how they are trying to long-term uh, try and save the station.
6: The main revenue source outside of self-generated training revenue has been government grant funding and when you're no longer new and exciting and sexy and can be announced at a press conference, like many of our programs are, they are very exciting to our community, but to a government when they're not necessarily a massive amount of money we're talking, by the way. We're generally talking tens of thousands of dollars. That's not exciting in the context of an election. That's not exciting in the context of a budget and an announceable for a politician. So, we Sin has always found it, I think, quite tricky to play the political game. And I think we've lost a little bit of that now over the years. And it's not something that I think SIN was aware of that we needed.
11: There was a lot of talks before we lost this funding about how we were going to cut down on workloads, give pay rises to the staff, and we are going to focus on the staff before we focus on anything else because SIN can't operate without staff. It's just very unfortunate that now we're pretty much back to square one where there is a huge toll being
3: put on staff because... There's not much that we can do without money, unfortunately. Working at a not-for-profit organisation like Sin, really is a passion project, and it means that everyone here is really passionate to help young people have a say, get experience to work in the media. You know, it's harder than ever to get into the media now, so without Sin, so many people wouldn't get opportunities.
7: Sin's value, I think, used to be a lot more created by the volunteers, right, like, It wasn't Sin's value, it was what value can you bring to Sin? Don't think there's any of that now, though, really. It's going to take another 12 to
6: 24 months to really build Sin back up to where it was. In saying that, what's interesting coming out of this process that we're in right now is it feels like we've almost hit the accelerator on that sense of community.
11: We have been getting so much love from within the organisation and outside of the organisation. It has been incredible seeing SIN volunteers step up. It was such an important day because I think it's one thing to launch
12: and be like, hey, we're in a bit of a crisis of a situation, but I think it's another to be able to like have something so quickly that reflects the community of SIN. I'm crying. No, we're good. <laughs> we're good. I laughed, I cried. It's beautiful.
0: What does it mean to you to possibly lose SIN?
12: I don't know who I am without SIN which sounds a lot, like, I know I'm a a whole human being outside of it, but I think of the past three years that I've had here, and trying to think of myself outside of that is really terrifying.
0: Sin is now confronted with several difficult questions. How can it generate the revenue needed to sustain itself moving forward? How can it bring volunteers back to the table beyond this 24-hour blitz? And at the AGM just weeks away, how does sin move forward, finding a new direction and finding itself? If it can't in the next six weeks, there'll be nothing left to find.